disruption zone. Opportunity lives where the status quo dies. Talking to the greatest innovators, disruptors, and off-the-wall inventors, we can scrounge up. You laugh, you'll learn, you'll be inspired. Now, here are your hosts, Leland Conway and Cameron Mills. Wow, I've got a really awesome treat for you today. One of my favorite TV shows uh, has been Gold Rush, which has been on for, I don't know, Jesus, like 14 seasons now. It seems like forever. Um, and it all started with the Hoffman family out of Oregon. And, uh, you know, TV liked to make them look goofy. It was this goofy family. But there was something that always drew me to them. And, one, I could tell that they were a lot smarter than what TV sometimes made them out to be. Two, I appreciated their risk-taking and their work ethic. And what that show brought to television at a time when it was desperately needed. And that was this idea that in America, we make our own future and we take risks. And those risks sometimes pay off and sometimes they, they, they end in disaster. But it's all about getting out there and giving it your best try and putting in the effort. And uh, the other thing was they emphasized family and faith. And they did it on national TV. And I really appreciated that uh, because it's a faith that I share. And uh, so we've watched that show for a long time. We were super disappointed. We still enjoy the show, but we were super disappointed when the Hoffman family left the show a few years ago at the end of the season that they mined in uh, Fair Play, Colorado, which is only a couple hours from my house. Um, and uh, so then I was super excited to find out, hey, they've got a new TV show coming back to Discovery Channel. It's now three episodes in, and it's called Hoffman Family Gold. And if you haven't started watching it yet, get on it. Because it is awesome, and the ratings have been fantastic. I always thought that Discovery made a, a mistake by not bringing Todd Hoffman back on and letting them continue with the show because he created it. And there's just been, it's still a good show, but there was just something missing when he wasn't on it. So anyway, long story short, I reached out to Todd Hoffman on Twitter, and lo and behold, he responded to me. And then we started a conversation via text. And the guy is just salt of the earth. And so I asked him if he'd come on my podcast and radio shows. And he was like, absolutely. So uh, we have this fantastic and fun conversation where we go deep into the behind the scenes of what was happening on Gold Rush, what is happening with the new show, the faith that the Hoffman family has and puts forth out there on national television, and uh, some of the other passions that Todd pursues with regards to ministering to people. It's really uh, a great conversation and, and one of what I hope will be other conversations down the road. But anyway, we're going to get to that coming up here in just a second. Big thanks to our sponsor, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. Folks, these guys have, I you know, I, Tim Montgomery, the owner, is a good friend, but we were customers first. And what led us to the friendship was the one thing that I respect in life more than anything else is, well, I should say two things, are honesty and integrity. Um, and let's put those together in one. So integrity and work ethic. And I got both of those when I was dealing with Louisville cabinets and countertops. And so that's how Tim and I became friends because he's a stand-up dude. And his business is awesome, and he takes a lot of pride in the craftsmanship. So if you're thinking about putting your dream kitchen in your home, Man, Tim Montgomery is your guy, and he is going to make it work for you, I promise. Um, they have cabinets in stock. If you already know what you want and you're a contractor, they'll make it happen, and they're in stock. They have no problems with supply chain. They're affordable. They're high quality. They're every style you want. But I would give them a call at 
930-3304 and talk to one of their designers about doing a full turnkey kitchen remodel for you. I'm confident the work they did in our home is the reason why our house or one of the reasons why our house sold in less than a day in Oldham County. Super important. So Louisville Cabinets and Countertops, 502-930-3304. Go to LouisvilleCabinetsAndCountertops.com. And now our conversation with Todd Hoffman from Gold Rush and Hoffman Family Gold on Discovery Channel. There we go. All right. Welcome, man. Todd Hoffman, one of my heroes. I freaking love you. I love going all the way back to the very first episode of Gold Rush. My wife and I watched it. We've been in love with Alaska for a long time, and that's what drew us to the show. And then you guys as a family, phenomenal. Welcome. How are you, man? Hey, you know what? I'm doing pretty good. I'm out here. Uh, we just had kind of a freak snowstorm out here in Sandy, Oregon. But, you know, we're we're doing okay, you know? It's like, uh, yeah, I think we're, I feel like, you know, we're making a lot of progress as a family. And I don't know. I feel, it feels like we're in a good place. That's awesome. I love seeing you guys do well. Um, and, and, I mean, this time of year is typically, for you, from a gold mining perspective, that's it's pretty much a big time of year, right? I mean, in terms of you're starting to gear up yeah. for what's coming in the summer? Yeah, so you're kind of you, – you, what you're – what I'm – I'm in this weird spot because I – because not only do I want a gold mine and I'm gearing up for gold mining, but I'm also gearing up for, like, a major hit TV show, right? right. I mean – Last Friday we almost beat Tucker Carlson, That's which so awesome. is kind of hard. That's kind of hard to do, you know. The guy's got some good ratings, so we're actually getting ahead of steam now. And the fans that you know had left Discovery Channel are kind of coming back, and so I think a lot of fun stuff is happening. Um, they're starting to see that um, that this gold mine is actually really kind of rich it's right. got a lot of i don't want to give a lot of it away but like some secrets are going to be revealed coming up in the in the, the latest episode so if you if you've missed the first three get back on you can watch them on discovery plus um and then uh, catch up and get back on the train with us here but uh yeah it's just it's a weird place i mean we're only a hundred and some miles from Siberia, basically Russia, you know? Right. That's wild. Why, why did yeah. you choose that location? Well, my buddy had bought this, this mine like eight or nine, maybe 10 years ago. And he always, he doesn't really run mines. He always wanted me to run this mine. And I, I had sent Dave and Freddie up to look at this mine once before and they came back with kind of like bad reports you know yeah. i don't know if it was the remoteness or whatever but um but uh you know i don't think those were good reports so this this freaking this place is just very very interesting and it's it's got a lot of gold so um but it is remote i mean we're way up there yeah so i think the farthest north than any of these gold shows have ever shown you know we're way up there yeah that's pretty cool and it but it provides for a much shorter season doesn't it you got to have a lot more impact in terms of yeah you gotta you gotta go hard it is a little bit shorter um yeah it's strange last year uh, was the wettest season mike in the history of <laughs> of the area so it's like of course you know right so that's kind of the reason why they were way behind they were losing money so I want to go all the way back to the beginning and what, you know, my wife and I were, we had 
we've traveled to Alaska quite a bit and we were very much in love with the state. And that's kind of how we got drawn to this show about this family that goes out and strikes out to try to get gold and all the mishaps and the craziness. And we got sucked into the show and we've watched every single episode ever since. And now we're excited about your new show because when you guys left, what's funny is you guys were mining maybe just an hour and a half from where I live right now. Um, over in Fairplay. Oh, wow. Yeah, in Fairplay. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah You're so, out in uh, Colorado Springs, Yeah, right? Colorado Springs. So basically just over the mountain and across South Park there. That's where you guys were. You know who I just ran into in the airport was uh, Matt the Law Linlund, who is a UFC fighter. Oh, really? He's kind of one. Yeah, and he's actually the uh, one of the Olympic coaches there. And he yeah. lives out of... He lives real close to you there. Oh, it's if you, yeah, you go to Chick Fil A right up the street from my house. You're gonna see usually at lunchtime. You're gonna see like Olympic athletes, and then you're gonna see a bunch of dudes from Space Force too. Like you know, it's, really, it's, yeah, it's Dude, really cool. Is, yeah, it's it's kind cool. of a, it's a neat place to be because there's like you'll see like um, guys in military uniforms from Canada and Australia and Britain. You know, because I live about three miles from where Space Force is currently located. And yeah. yeah, so there's there's a lot of that, and then the Olympic athletes, and a good friend of ours, who's been on this podcast before, uh, and she actually um, was she missed going to the Olympics by I think I think by like an inch or like a quarter of an inch, some tiny little fraction on the javelin throw, and now she is a track and field coach at Air Force Academy, so it's really cool. Well, we we have some Olympians, so Matt Lindland won the silver medal in in uh, wrestling. I don't know if it was. Greco-Roman, I think it was Greco-Roman, but, yeah. uh, you know, out here by, by, uh, my place, you know, we, uh, we have Tanya Harding. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. They're way back. All kinds yeah. of fun stories, right? I love it. Dude. Have you seen the movie? I Tanya. I have not. My, my wife you saw got she, to go see right. it. Is, my wife saw a preview for it. She's like, I want to watch that. And I'm like, eh, but now since you recommend recommend it, I'll go do it. So <laughs> Dude, if you if you were ever around, like if you remember that oh, era, yeah. yeah. It's like you're you are just dying because <laughs> it is actually really, really good. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. I'll put that on my list for sure. Yeah, put it on your list, bud. So so your dad mined a long time ago, but when you guys started Gold Rush, what what gave did you go to Discovery and say, Hey, I got this idea, we're gonna go do this, y'all should film us? Like what yeah. what what was the birth of this? Because I know you deserve yeah. a lot of the credit for the formation of that show. So what what happened was is that I had mined before with my father years, years earlier. So as we were kind of getting ready to go again, I thought to myself, you know, this is going to be a good reality show. Mm. So instead of going to Los Angeles, because all the reality TV was controlled by a couple different companies. One's called Pilgrim. One is called uh, original. So you had, you know, the Orange County Choppers and you had like the uh, Deadliest Catch type shows that were really starting to take off. I, you know, I had heard that you go down there, you don't know what you're doing. You're just going to get eaten up by the sharks, right? Right. So, so I went to, to, I know this sounds strange. I went through London. So I found a little production company called Raw TV out in London and we put the teaser together here in sandy oregon and then alaska and then we went to the networks basically through the side door which is which is europe Mm. and so kind of a different twist on the thing but we were able to 
kind of sidestep a lot of stuff. Now, fast forward, I'm actually with Pilgrim, and it has just been actually as far as collaboration and um, allowing me to, you know, get some of the things in the show that I want to get in, get in the show. It's like, it's, it's night and day. It's just been an absolute pleasure working with Pilgrim. You know, they do the street outlaws and they had, they do wicked tuna over on Nat Geo. So wicked tuna, the wicked tuna team is basically my team. And the, so they're kind of, you get these, these groups of people and showrunners uh, my showrunner is a, is a man named Mike Nichols, and he's uh, from Indiana. And you you kind of get these showrunners, and then you have that showrunner and the and the talent have to get along. It's like the coach and the quarterback, right? right you you right. gotta you gotta have this collaboration with each other. Where you know with Raw TV, you know, at times I would have that collaboration. But at times they just absolutely miss the ball, you know, right. and then they would just go ahead and put things on or edit you in a certain way. And so, you know, it just it, after a while, you just get to this point where you're like, you know, it t- takes all the fun out of it when when, it, you know, your vision gets skewed a little bit. So it seemed like, you know, it's funny. My wife and I, we had these conversations while we're watching the show, which is the mark of an entertaining show that would when you're drawn in and you 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 begin to start making emotional comments. And right. one of the things we would say is like, I cannot believe they're doing what they're doing. And then we would go. But clearly this is edited because for everything else they've done, they're not that dumb. Right. Like, but sometimes right. they would edit you where you would look like you were dumb, and it's like, dude, we've seen what they've done. They wouldn't be there doing what they're doing if they were that stupid, and yet the TV show sometimes makes you look like that. That got to be frustrating. So so reality TV, kind of, things need to go up and down. Right. Right? And then reality TV characters, right? Mm -hmm. You want to be loved or hated. You don't want to be in in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So... So I'm kind of a loved, hated. So they always say, you know, Todd Hoffman's back. And then they'll say like, love him or hate him. Right. You know? So <laughs> right. when you, right. when you have those kind of taglines, people think, well, that's kind of mean, but actually that is where I've actually strived. You know, that's where I would really like being. It's weird. I think because, that's why yeah. I, I think that's kind of why I was drawn to your character in the show, because in a lot of ways it's me. You know, you either love <laughs> yeah. me or you hate me. And so I'm like, there's a I lot connect of, with that. There's a lot of overweight dudes out in the South, okay? And, <laughs> and I, I mean, and there's a lot of guys, that, there's a lot of people like, man, I hate that guy and I hate his beard and I hate, and I'm like, you know, dude, you're, 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 you're speaking my language here because there's other dudes out there that friggin' love, love yeah. me, right? So it's an okay position to be in. At the end of the day, though, what I really want them to see is how we treat each other, yeah. how I love, I love my son, I love my dad, you know. And those are the things that um, Raw TV really didn't quite understand. They wouldn't really, they just want wrenches to be thrown at each other, right? So yeah. so what you wanted, what I'm trying to do, and, and, and Discovery Channel has been really gracious to actually, number one, give me another swing at the plate, but also to allow me, 
to uh, try to get things through that I want, that I believe America needs to see right now. And that is, you know, coming together as a father and a son, working as a small business, trying to make it as an American, you know what I mean? Trying to, trying to hit these, these things that we really need right now. You know, we need hope. We need uh, forgiveness. We need faith. You know, it's like, so like they're in, in episode eight, there's just a, there's a real beautiful prayer right here. And it's like 200 countries and 120 languages, you know, mm-hmm. to get to see my father pray. And these are the cool things, you know, these yeah. are the things that I really want, definitely want to, to shine through and discovery channel has given me the opportunity again, and they've given me more, um, you know, more leeway in that, in those areas, which is really, for me, it's really cool. I'm trying to keep, you know, Hunter had a beep in the show the other day. And <laughs> like, you know, well, you know, I'm like, you know, what? you know what I said, Hunter, I go three episodes of nobody's four <laughs> and you're the first beep. Right. And he looks at me like, Hey, you guys are swearing. I said, <laughs> I know, but not on camera. I said, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, you know what? You know what? Really, this is something you and I talked about off the air. Um, I told you a little bit of my backstory and um, the the idea that one of the things that came through on the show even before this one on Gold Rush was your faith. And it was a raw faith. It was, you know, there's a lot of people that expect Christians to be. Well, they would never cuss or they would never throw their wrench down or they would never get upset with each other or they would never get into these situations. No, Christians are real people who experience real life the same way everyone else does. It's just that we have found grace. And the fact that you guys were willing to not only share that, also allow for the rough sides of your humanity to show. whether, Whether Raw wanted to show it or not, that part, at least to me as a viewer, came through. And that's one of the reasons why I stuck with the show so long. Yeah. You know, here's here's the thing. It's like, um, you know, we're, our family has faith. We love Jesus. We're like a close family. And if you didn't feel, when we left Gold Rush, if you didn't feel that, mm-hmm. then you're not really in tune, you know, like. Yeah that like something left the show, something good left the show. Right. And those are the people that are coming back. Those are, that is why we almost beat Tucker Carlson Friday night. We beat the five and we beat smoked Sean Hannity. And these are big shows, right? So once they figure out that we're back on Friday nights at 8 PM, it's going to be a monster because they're going to have to deal with us. And that's what we want. We want, one family that is dysfunctional, of course, but also loves God. One fam- We need one family on TV that, yeah. that, that we can identify with. And, uh, you know, we're no poster boys for the faith. Trust me, we're, you know, we're serious works in progress. But we do, sh- you know, we you can see it sewn into Hoffman Family Gold. Yeah. And on top of that, I'm on a freaking crazy gold mine. This is like a dream <laughs> that is like, I mean, it's like I have just my fingertips holding on to this little dream and I'm trying to bear hug it. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> That's what you're seeing. And it's slow. It's kind of moves really kind of perfect, 
perfect speed for me. It's like almost like season one again. It's got a few elements of season one of Gold Rush. Right. But it starts to kind of get it going a little bit. But, um, you know, if we land season two, um, you're going to see some craziness. If we do get this land and we do land season two, um, I think I think you're going to see some really neat things that never been on gold mining television you know ever i i would be shocked if you didn't land season two and and that ties back into the element of not only this show but the past show that that brought people to the program and that is when you mentioned earlier that the i think america is hungry for this right now um somewhere deep down in our bones and our dna we still believe in hard work and that reward of hard work and risk and small business and family business and you know, that's the American dream. You guys capture that in a way that there's there's literally nothing like it on TV right now because everywhere you turn, we're infested with this wokeness that literally waters down any real raw story. It's like life isn't like that. Life yeah. is sometimes offensive. Life is sometimes difficult. Life is sometimes tear-jerking. And then sometimes oh, yeah. there's these incredible highs. And if you don't have both, you don't know how to enjoy it. And you guys bring back that essence there's really nothing else like it on TV. Yeah. I mean, what is the old saying that, like, you know, hard times develop strong men? Yeah, hard times you know make hard I mean? men. Start- hard men make soft times. Soft times make hard uh, hard time or soft men make hard times, and it goes all over again. We're definitely Dude, in the we're, soft men, soft you hard can, times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can see where we're at. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, look at like, look how we grew up as kids and look how these guys are growing up. Yeah. I mean, well, you and I are both probably what you consider Gen X, right? I don't know. I mean, I'm fi- I just turned 53. Yeah. yeah so you're, I think you're right I was on the, the very first Gen X. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you are. You're kind of on the other end of it. I'm on the other end of it, but we're both in that. I think Gen X is going to save the world, Todd, because we, we were raised in a different way. You're talking about, of course, you came from a, a whole family. So did I. But a lot of Gen X was raised in this sort of latchkey, do-it-yourself, figure-it-out type world. And we're sitting back, you know, and we're watching what's happening now. We're going, what the actual, f- you know, what is going on here? You know? Yeah. So, Dude, it is confusing. It's a strange world. You, I felt like uh, when COVID came through, it was like a blanket of darkness. Yeah, and- yeah. Absolutely. You know, you really had to kind of like uh, support the people around you because, you know, well, I started a drug and alcohol treatment center and I'm like, geez, I don't know how we're going to market for this thing. And now my marketing budget is almost a dollar, maybe a dollar. I mean, the phone rings off the hook. Wow. wow. All right. So it's like we're going from, you know, I used to market to get you know, to let people know we're here to, you know, the hospitals are calling me, right, you know, right. Dra- directly. Like, so what, what led I you to do that? From, what led you to do um, that? My grandfather died out on the streets, you know, in Portland, which has really turned weird. I mean, it's dirty now. It used to be the most prettiest city you ever been to. Yeah. Now it's like homeless needle. It's just, it's turned weird, you know? Um, but my grandfather, there was a street in Portland called Burnside Street. And that, you, you would say, hey, what are you, a Burnside Street bum? Well, that is where all the bums would line up down on Burnside Street. Hmm. And uh, my grandfather was one of those. And so, you know, he died from alcoholism. And so, it, you know, it was always, 
you know, always kind of something that, that I'd love to get involved in. And then some of my buddies came to me there in recovery and they said, Hey, we want to start a clinic. And would you put your money where, where your mouth is? And I said, yep, I will. So I invested and we started a clinic and it's sober living Oregon recovery center. And we're kind of one of the, you know, we're one of the top uh, clinics out here in Portland fighting our way along. We've, We've helped out, I don't know, 500, I think we're at our 500th patient uh, about two, two, three months ago. So, What do you think, because we're dealing with a huge addiction problem in Denver, um, and it's massive homelessness, and without getting into the, all the uh, political back and forth on why that is, these are broken yeah. people, and they're hurting people. My wife and I were downtown for an event last weekend, and she hadn't been downtown for a long time, and I, I was just like, "Look at this, honey. I mean, it's it's tense on every street corner. It's it's just it's terrible." Are you talking about Colorado Springs? No, no, Denver. Well, we were in downtown oh, Denver. Geez. Colorado Springs has got I a little bit of it, but it's nowhere Denver. near as bad. I was I was just in Denver the other day. Yeah, and dude, you guys got nothing compared to what we got. Going well, I'm on. sure. Yeah, but I mean, it is it is like uh, there's areas over here that look like escape from New York. Wow. You know? Yeah, like third world. Type. So here's, I think it's, I think it's one word. I think it's hope. Yeah, you know, yeah. People get, they get to this point where they don't have any hope. Yeah, and then they're medicating. You know, a lot of times it's it's mental illness that they're medicating. A lot of times the mental illness is caused by you know massive drug use. So you have basically at the end of the day is somebody needs to get to this point where they just, they're done. They're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. And that's when, that's when you can, you can actually get them detoxed, you know, and then you get them into a program and then you got to follow them along and get them into housing. And then you got to get them a job. And so we have a lot of, of our people will work at seven D's landscaping. I mean, and we have a, you know, a lot of graduates that are out there, you know, there, uh, there's a Safeway by my house and she, a young lady came through our program. It was alcohol and she's got her, got her kids back. And wow. That's awesome. I had a nurse, I had a nurse come through and she got her house and her kids back. So, wow. um, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of success stories. There's a lot of, um, you know, crazy stories. Um, the, uh, you know, I know that God's blessing us through it and mm. because you see it, but, but also, you know, there's an evil one out there that wants to kill you and kill us. And, yeah. and that is very prevalent. You know, you have fentanyl pouring in across the border from the South and that is killing people that fentanyl, is they'll mix it a little bit with this, that, because so these kids, they don't really know what they're getting. You know, when they right. get these drugs on the street, you don't know if it's half fentanyl or no fentanyl, if it's Oxycontin or is, is there a guy in the back room pressing his own pills? Right. I mean, right. you know, yeah. so it's like, so, you know, and fentanyl is, is just straight kill you, you know, yeah. it's like, uh, it's, it's, so that's what you're dealing with. But I think at the end of the day, it's all hope, you yeah. know, we got to give people hope. And for me and my family, our hope is in Jesus Christ. And that's it. Uh, there's, you know, we believe there's one true God, 
Jesus Christ, and we are not afraid to say it. Now, having said that, we're 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 kind of idiots. So, like, <laughs> don't you know? Don't look at me like, hey, you know, <laughs> I love oh, it. Well, Todd sweared. Right. right. Shoot, I'm an overeater, my friend. <laughs> so that's a sin too. So, yeah, right on, man. I love it. I love it. So, um, yeah. when you left Discovery Channel before. Um, yeah, the, the season that was, you know, a lot of people here in Colorado will recognize the season that that was because you guys were mining in fair play, Colorado. Um, right, right. Let me ask you a couple questions about that. Number one, the fight that happened between Dave Turin and I forget the guy's name. Was that real? Yeah, it was real. Okay. They, it, his name was Trey Paulson. That's right. Okay. And those guys that kind of like Trey was head of safety. And he was he was making suggestions to Dave, and Dave wasn't liking it, wasn't taking those suggestions, and so there was kind of a rub going on there. Right. And um, Dave went over, got up on a shaker deck, and started cussing out uh, Freddie and um, Trey. And Trey's not you do not mess with Trey. Trey is like the toughest individual i have ever mined with or been around so he's basically a brown belt in jujitsu he's also was a bull rider he's had his face crushed in at least once he fights regularly used to fight for money he's that guy right he's the guy that doesn't he's got a bump on his forehead from one of his previous fights um, it's like, he's that guy that you just don't mess with, mess with. Right. Dave mess with him. Right. And when Trey, when he lit Trey's fire, then it was about game on, you right. know? Right. And so, Dave was trying to get away from him. And there's some things that Dave did that I hid and held and, and, and did not allow on camera and things that were said that we scrubbed and did. So I worked hard to keep you know, to keep it as vanilla as I could, but Trey reached just one swing, reached around Kevin. Kevin was between them and connected on Dave's eye and knocked him about 10 feet, knocked him on the ground about 10 feet behind, uh, Kevin. Wow. So like, you know, it's, it's definitely, he's definitely the guy you don't want to fight. Right. Like he's going to beat you up. Now, I are, mean, there's just no way around it. Are you it's like, are you and Dave still friends? You know what? We're still friends, but you know, after that situation, um, I had a big talk with Dave and I said, man, man, we could really turn this negative into a positive. We could really, we could really impact the kingdom if if we could turn this into a situation where we all apologize and came back together. And Dave said no. Hmm. He didn't want to. Yeah. And so, you know, he can't make a guy apologize. He asked that has to come from his heart, you right. know. Right. And so and then Dave quit and he thought I should fire Trey. And I said no. You know, so you you did not fire Trey. You did not fire either of them. Dave quit on his I own. I said, no, I'm not going to fire either one. You're both going to make up. Right. right. I love both you guys. Me right. and you wrote, wrote some riffer, Dave, you right. know. Right. 
and I love Dave as a person. It's like, I love, you know, <clears throat> but you know, he was in this place where he quit. Yeah. He quit. Yeah. Not, not me fire Dave. I never fired in either one. Right. So, and it would have been, it wouldn't, he wanted me to keep him and fire Trey. Right. Because me and him go back. Right. But sometimes those decisions as a, as, as the leader have to go, they, the right decision will go against your friendship sometimes. That's right. why it's so hard working with your friends. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, it's a minefield. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I look back at that situation and I wouldn't have done a damn thing differently. Not one thing. It all happened again. I'd make the exact same decisions. And you know what? I rest on that because I, I, I really am okay with that even though it strained my friendship with dave and all that it doesn't have any bearing on whether i made the right decision and i did i made the right decision right. so well and that's ultimately that's that's where you got to go i mean as a man you gotta you gotta figure out what is it i need to do here and and do it and stay with it and yeah know, and and know that you've you've been right in your conscience so so yeah that was the last season you guys were on gold rush what led to your departure at that time you know, everything, you know, we were kind of getting pushed into the corner of our own, of our own show. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I had some, some family strained things with Hunter and, you know, then you had that fight and then it's just the whole thing just started adding up to it's time for us to step away. Right. And so we did, we walked away from everything and, and, you know, I sold the, the best wash plan I ever had was that Holy roller and it, never really got a lot of it got it never really got a lot of praise but it was the most simplest best wash plant it would do way more yards than monster red or big red or any of those plants that i built any of those that thing that trommel was the most incredible simplest wash plant i ever had and so and that was it. It got about two or three weeks of running, got it in the show. And then after that, I sold it. Yeah. Wow. And, and I walked away and sold all the equipment, went home, you know, Hunter needed time to mature. My other son is, is married now and has a baby that's Hudson and he's 20. And I mean, I don't know, we just kind of started to flourish as a family and it's kind of nice going into Walmart, not signing autographs as much. <laughs> so all that, you know, fame kind of fades a little bit, and that's okay too, right? Yeah, so. yeah. Do you do you feel like maybe going through that, stepping away, and now coming back to it, you're more prepared this time? Dude, you you you're good. Good question because that is exactly. You know, because of all the experiences that I've went through coming back to the table, it's like, I just know more, yeah. you know? Yeah. And this last summer of filming, um, was the best, the, the best time we ever had doing a TV show. Yeah. We just enjoyed it. And even the camera crew, they're like, you know, this is really weird. They said, uh, when we left, we didn't hate you guys. We usually have a, we just have a, like. <laughs> no, we're, we're tired of being around the talent. Right. So we're called the talent. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And we're like the animal. So in the TV world, they look at us like kind of like the animals in the zoo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyways, usually the TV guys are like, man, you know, everybody 
want us to come back. If we get season two, everybody wants to come back. And they're like, I don't know. It was something special. I'm like, yeah, we treated everybody good there. It was fun. Yeah. You know, I've always of course, hated camera crew still gets drunk on Saturday nights. Of course. Gets on top of each other's <laughs> shoulders and falls in the fire. You know, but, of uh, we, you know, the yeah, place chicken over the fire. They, there's not a lot to do uh, 150 miles, you know, from Russia up there. So, yeah, it's funny. I, cause I've been on both the production and the on air side and, and I'm feeling everything you're saying. And, um, I, I hate the term talent for the on-air people. Um, you know, I, my, my show just won an award this last week and, um, my producer's name is on the award with me. I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, I have yeah. seen in this business people who are on the on-air side mistreat the people that are on the production side. And it drives me nuts because I'm like, do you realize they have all the buttons, right? They, they make you yeah. look good or they make you look bad. And it's like, and then just, just treating people like human beings and recognizing that just because you're on the camera or just because you're on the microphone doesn't make you special. It just means your talent is different than what the person who is running that microphone or running that camera is. And all yeah. of it is what it takes to come together and put on a good show. It is. And and that's a great point. Like, go watch Hoffman Family Gold and go look how I am now. Right. Compared to when I was with Raw TV. Right. 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 Yeah. So it's like they, you know, it's like, you know, so for instance, let me give you a TV, a little behind this, you know, a different look for your, for your fans or um, like there was a guy that owed, that was late on delivering a machine that he owed me. And yes, he was late and yes, he was in the wrong, but he's not a bad person. Right. 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 He's, he's bad at managing his time or all these other things, but like, the guy runs like he in his spare time, he like sends clothing in containers to Africa. I mean, the guy, right. The guy's a wow. good guy, yeah. right. He's yeah. not a bad guy. So like, so he's late. So, so, you know, the TVs like guys are like, Hey man, we need to really skin this guy alive. You know, we, we you know, the audience needs this. Like they need, they need a pound of flesh off this guy. You know, and I'm just like, now you got this moral dilemma. Right. Do I do I cut this guy to his knees on camera in front of 200 countries in 120 languages? Okay. We're talking at the time I'm running, you know, I'm running 180 million viewers a year. Like, I mean, right. this guy's, this guy's going to be remembered as, a you know, a real piece of crap, you know? And so... And so I get in a fight with him. I said, no, I'm not doing it. Right. Here's what I'll do. I'll be firm with him. I will express my feelings of why he's late. But I am not going to kill this guy. Right. I'm not going to kill his character. I'm not going to do it. And, dude, they, God, they got so mad. So when you, when you fight those kind of battles, then what they do is they'll skin you alive a little bit in the edit. Right, right, right. They'll come back and get you. So they'll make you look like so you. <laughs> right. Somebody's somebody's got to pay for that, right? Right, right. Yeah, they gotta have. And, a, they gotta. And, they gotta have some skin. Instead of him, instead of him, they turned it. To, I gotta pay for it. Right. right? Wow. <laughs> so you got highs and lows, and yeah. so you know, not everybody will take a low. If you look at a chart and you go up and down, up and down. Not everybody will take the lows, but I have to take those lows. Right. So I would take 
I would take responsibility for things that I didn't even do. Yeah. Because I'm the guy, you know, I'm the guy and, uh, and that's okay. Cause I got paid the most and you know, that's just the way it is. So, yeah. uh, the cool part is having another swing at this. I get it. I get to bring the viewers to what, what I really think is important. Right. Right. And people will get to see if you stick with Hoff and family gold, you're going to see stuff. You're going to see things you never saw before on gold mining TV. You're going to actually be able to watch it again with your kids. It's not a beat fest. Awesome. You know, it's, awesome. yeah. it's, it's different. And, and what, and what we're going to do is we're, I'm going to take you on an adventure and I'm telling you right now, this mine is different than any other mine that any of these guys have been on. That's awesome. Different. Yeah. So I, I, I really, I want to encourage people to make sure if you're not already watching this show to watch it, it's, it's Friday nights. Now the premiere was after the uh, final episode of this season's gold rush. Right. And so now you're back to eight at 8 PM. I watch yep. everything delayed. Cause <laughs> I just like, that's, I, I never get to watch stuff live. So I watch everything delayed, but you guys are eight o'clock now on Fridays. Um, and if people want to go back and catch up on those episodes, you mentioned discovery plus as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. You get on uh, Discovery Plus if you haven't done that. Go ahead and get it. It's only like six or seven bucks, and what you get on that is just phenomenal. So, yeah. uh, you can watch Hoffman Family Gold. We're followed up by Freddie Freddie and Juan's show, um, and that is a spectacular show as well. Um, us two together are really kind of running the night. It's actually pretty cool, kind of fun. Uh, Juan and Freddie, you know, two guys that I did bring into the Gold Rush. Found Freddie off the internet and. And one I found down in uh, Nevada, and those two guys are spectacular as well. So they follow us up at nine o'clock. But um, yeah, I mean it's just a great night, um, great night of television, and um, we'd love to have everybody, anybody that's left Gold Rush, uh, we would love to invite you back yeah. and get on this train with us because we need your support, um, and we uh, we think you're going to get value from watching our show. By the way, I'm glad you brought up Freddie Dodge. I can't have a conversation with you without without having a, just a couple seconds about him. You know, he's a Colorado boy, and um, yeah. I love Juan too. I love both of those guys. It, you know, you can tell when somebody's faking and when somebody's acting. And obviously, you guys are doing a little bit of acting, but you can tell when their character is in line. And both of those guys just seem like salt of the earth, hardworking. God bless America dudes. And I love both of them. I, I, you know, they, they seem like fantastic guys. They are, they are good. Um, they're good dudes. Uh, the knowledgeable, um, you know, I wrote a lot of river with both those guys and, you know, I'd do it again. So appreciate awesome. both of them and they're good men. Well, listen, Todd, let's, let's have you on again sometime in the future. I really appreciate it. I'll be waiting uh, anxiously to find out that uh, season two gets picked up. I guess you have to see how the ratings go over the rest of this season, but if, if, the, if what you've gotten in the first three episodes is any indication, you're, you're in a good spot, yeah. I think, don't you? Well, they, the, the network wants to do it. The good. scary part is me trying to put up the kind of money that I need to do ah. to, to make it work, right? right? right. And so... You know, Discovery doesn't write all your checks. They they pay you a little bit, but like you still have to. This is still a scary move for you to mine. Right, so, right. That's where I'm at right now. Is like, can I pull off what needs to be pulled off? Somehow, right. I got to find a wash plant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's so it, it's, right. it's got to be the craziest time of year for you has got to be like right now when the, the the thaw is beginning down here in the lower 48, and you've got to somehow put together where am I going to go. 
and yeah. what am I going to do it with, right? Things need to be on a barge in three weeks from right now. Wow. And you had time to talk for to me. us today? That's insane. <laughs> Barely. We're good, though. Hey, it's all if for you, anything. Well, we I, appreciate you, too. Yeah, I appreciate it so much. Well, Todd, have a great day. Looking forward to seeing the rest of this season. Good luck this year. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon, okay? Hey, thanks for having me. All right, thanks, brother. So that was fun. Uh, love that guy. Love his faith. Love uh, the entertainment that he brings to TV. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it as well. Uh, big thanks again to our uh, sponsor, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops, Tim Montgomery, and the guys down there will make your dream kitchen come true. Uh, folks, I was a customer of theirs before Tim and I were friends, and now we are friends, and he is very supportive of this podcast, and I'm very appreciative of that. But, you know, what led us to be friends was I saw his integrity, his love of craftsmanship, and his work ethic, and they did our kitchen and master bathroom, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, if you're wanting to get that dream kitchen, upgrade that home and make it the one you've always wanted it to be, I highly recommend Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. They're fantastic. Their designers on staff will help you with a turnkey kitchen remodel if you call them now at 502-930-3304, 502-930-3304. Or if you're a do-it-yourselfer or a contractor, they do, in fact, have countertops and cabinets in stock. The cabinets in stock are of every style, high quality. They don't have any supply chain issues. They're affordable and they're ready to go. So check them out at 6200 Hit Lane in Louisville, right on the uh, border of Oldham County and uh, Louisville. If you're in Oldham County, Louisville, or southern Indiana, this is your place. Louisville Cabinets and Countertops, 502-930-3304. Big thanks to uh, Dynamics Audio Productions in Lexington, Kentucky, for their help with the audio in this program. We couldn't do it without them. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Leland Show. On Instagram, it's at Great Lando. And the podcast is a free download and subscription all you got to do is go to iHeartRadio's app or to Apple Podcasts or Google Play. All three of those, you can subscribe for free, share it with your friends, and get fresh new episodes downloaded to your phone. So you can carry me around in your pocket. Thank you so much for listening. I am Leland Conway. It is the Disruption Zone.